0: Welcome to Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 125 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe and I am the witch, the scary, scary witchy creatrix behind Kickass Switch, putting the K in magic and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit. And you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back at Blog Talk Radio. And the reason I am talking like this is because I am in such a good mood. I just got done talking to April Shaley of April's Astrology. I am really excited about the first two interviews that I have already recorded for this month's theme of the occult. The first was with Jeremy Crow, and that's going to be posting this Thursday morning. And then... April's is going up the following Thursday, and they are both so kick-ass. I mean, the people and the interviews. (laughs) So I want you to know those are on video. Those are going to be on my YouTube channel. So if you have never checked out my YouTube channel, now is the time to do that. It is just under my name, Joanna DeVoe. You can find it through my website. You can find it on YouTube. It's certainly not hidden, and I'm really excited about those interviews. It's also worth mentioning because this is another one of those shows that I'm totally unprepared. (laughs) I have a few quotes that maybe I'll share with you if I get around to it. But for the most part, I'm just kind of winging it. And it's actually, it's not true to say that I'm unprepared because this is a subject I have been preparing for, I don't know, maybe coming up on a couple of decades now, and that is channeling. I have a lot of experience with channeling. I've talked about it a little bit here and there on my show. And because this month's theme is the occult, I thought it would be fun to talk about it again in more depth. I've actually, I don't really on my website or here on the show emphasize my own personal experiences with spirit that way or with what some people might refer to as the supernatural. I think it's all totally natural. But I think that's just for two reasons. I I like to keep that part of myself private because you gotta keep something for yourself. But also the truth is too I just fear judgment from other people, which is what keeps these things in the occult, which means hidden. It keeps it hidden. It keeps it in the shadows If those of us who have had some real experiences with these things, or even courted these experiences for many years, if we don't talk about it out of fear of being judged. So I'm trying to step out of my shell a little bit. I personally have had experiences with ghosts and prophetic dreaming since I was a very small child. I can see auras and people's energy sometimes. I'm extremely clear audience. I hear things usually in the form of lyrics, (laughs) but also people's voices, like especially if someone has done something shady, (laughs) Um, I will actually hear them tell me about it in their own voice and then come to find out it's true. So there's a lot of different parts of the occult that, are interesting to me because I just really had those experiences naturally but being a curious person I you know wanted to know what was this about why why do I have these experiences why do I just know things and then they happen stuff like that is what got me really interested in the occult and I don't think this makes me special I think this makes me human And that might be another reason why I don't emphasize that. I don't want anybody to think these experiences are unique to me. I think we all have, maybe the way they show up for me is unique to me, but I think we all are in touch with contact in that way. And that we are, did I say in touch with contact? What in the heck does that mean? (laughs) Notes are good, just saying. We all are in touch with spirit in that way. We're all in contact with spirit in some way because we are spirit. And what I wrote on Facebook today to promote today's show is, you know, the title of today's show is you are a channel for source energy. And then I said, I believe that. I believe that we are all channeling source energy every day of our lives. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here source the divine the universe that mysterious creative energy that created of all things i believe that it's experiencing itself through us (laughs) and it gets to experience bajillions of different points of Oh, how would I say it? We're all channels for kind of the same creative energy, but it gets to express itself in unique ways through each of us. A person who calls him or herself a channel, especially if they call call themselves a channel professionally, is someone who courts that experience in a super focused, intentional way that may or may not be dangerous depending on who you ask. And the only reason that I say it may be dangerous is because there are those who adamantly believe that it is. Obviously, people of certain religious persuasions, but also many people in the New Age community believe that you need to have a lot of different per, you know, protections in place, shields psychic shields or maybe you need to use certain kind of crystals or you need to say a certain incantation before you do any kind of channeling like if you're going to invite an energy that you feel is not yourself for example if you're going to channel something from some dimension that is not you you don't want a demon to come in and possess your body so you need to protect yourself from that according to some people i I can't say that I have any firm beliefs around that because I've only had good experiences with this myself. Um, So I'm just going to share my perspective with you. So just keep in mind, this is only my perspective and do what you feel you need to do. (laughs) But I don't remember the day I started working with channeling. I, As I've said several times here on the show, I started working with a book by a channeled entity called Oren and Deben called Opening to Channel. And I didn't know at the time this was gonna be perhaps a lifelong pursuit so I didn't like write it down like today is the day I began channeling so I don't have an anniversary for when I started channeling but somewhere in my mid-20s so at least 15 years I would say I have been reading for myself in the same way I don't do tarot card readings for other people I don't channel for other people I just do it for myself for spiritual guidance and maybe there's a chance that you could be you know demonically possessed or some lower entities could come horn in maybe like what i was saying about the ouija board you know i had that fear when i was trying to channel through the ouija board for example i think that's a form of channeling um and i thought is this is this my Dead father, or is this some lower entity posing as my dead father? And the fear of that was enough to have me like flying off my bed, running out the door and chucking that thing in the dumpster (laughs) in the alley. Um, But I actually approached channeling in a very different way. I just approached it in perfect love and perfect trust. And because I started that way, I learned through experience to trust it even more because the information coming through me was absolutely beautiful, loving, and profound. I did a lot of automatic writing in the beginning and I would sit at a very old, funky, (laughs) new model of, you know, old, new, an old model. It was new at the time of computers, like back when they were dinosaurs and huge and they had the big old keyboards and made the click, click, click sound. And um, my hands would move over the keys. The more I let go, the more my hands would move over the keys without me. And it would come out as gibberish, and then all of a sudden, these really beautiful messages would start to flow out. And that was a dark time in my life. I really courted the occult back then because I was looking for answers. And doing this kind of channeling allowed me to see the world in a new way, it allowed me to see. The light in people whom I had previously only seen darkness, including and especially myself, (laughs) and it comforted me. Once again, it comforted me after such a long stretch of disbelief after so many years of feeling disconnected from God, so to speak, or source energy it allowed me to tap back into that flow. And it was the flow and connection that I felt with Jesus as a child. It felt very much the same, although it had a more physical component to it and still does to this day. I I practiced channeling a lot. I did it a lot. So it's very easy for me now without going through all of the little rigmarole to just slip into that on a moment's notice standing in line at the grocery store to receive a hit of guidance. And even to this day, it has a physical component to it where I feel a very specific, only to this experience tingle that starts from the top of my head and just kind of go washes down like over my skull and neck and back. And it's very, very specific. And I trust that feeling because it's always come with this kind of guidance and it's never steered me wrong. It's always right. Sometimes I choose not to listen to it, but that's a mistake <laughs> because it's always right. And maybe um, maybe I didn't, ex- well, let me go back to saying that. I just wanna point this out because I think it's important. The physical component for me, and I've seen this in other people that channel who have been brave enough to post videos of themselves online, it moves my body around when I actually sit down to do a full on channeling session, not automatic writing where I'm just sitting in a meditative position and it's a little bit freaky. I don't do it for other people because I, I don't even know if I could get into the flow because it's so freaky it makes me self conscious it kind of like yanks my head to the right in a almost violent exorcist like way. (laughs) And it kind of like moves my body a little bit without me, which I think could be very frightening for someone else and uh but it's not. it doesn't feel frightening to me, if that makes any sense. I always am like, yes, yay, you're here. It feels good. It looks scary, but it doesn't feel scary. Maybe I didn't experience negative entities in doing this because all of the protections were in place because I was just using that book, Opening to Channel, in a state of awe and naivety really in the very beginning to where I just I was absolutely intrigued and I wanted to follow the instructions to the letter if you want to learn how to channel that book teaches you how to channel step by step opening to channel is the name of the book and so I just followed the instructions to the letter <laughs> i was just like you know I was young and i was just really fascinated by the material and compelled to try it out myself i wanted to do it right so to speak so i just did exactly what they said and that included an incantation that i still use all the time to this day even when i'm not channeling when i'm just inviting spirit in to do a tarot reading which i guess you could consider a form of channeling <laughs> um but it that it goes like this. I've, I've used it here before too, because I use it when I pray and I shared this with you. Mm, I don't know, maybe a month ago or so, but it goes like this. I ask all high guides from the white light and love from the fifth dimension and above to join me now. So in saying that, you could argue that I'm already putting protections in place, and so that's why I've only I only access this loving, all-knowing, kind, light energy because I'm saying only, you know entities can enter here that are loving and from the fifth dimension and above. I didn't know anything about dimensions. I was just repeating these words verbatim, but maybe maybe that somehow puts some kind of protection into place. I don't know. There are people that channel things that are rather dark. <laughs> I have a friend who does this, um, a Facebook friend, an acquaintance, let's say. And she's a very cool, interesting person, but she's much darker than I am. And some of the things I believe that she's channeling, there's a conviction to what she says that leads me to believe she's telling the truth. But some of the things that she experiences are more darker and involved conspiracy theories or what some of us might consider conspiracy theories and sometimes you can be like a bit of a doom prophet (laughs) so i think i think the energy that the information that comes through it it definitely no doubt has to do with whatever Energy you're tapping into, if you believe you're tapping into the energy of some entity, but it also fully has to do with the channel, with the container, which I did talk about this in length. I can't remember the name of the show, but I've already talked about this. But something that Robert Ohado said once really stuck with me about this. And I think it was in reference to Edgar Casey, who he is no longer here on the planet, but he is one of the world's most famous channelers and um his channelings had a distinctly christian flavor so what robert ohado was saying is that those channelings or maybe um what is the one everybody is so hot on miracle a course in miracle a course in miracles is it's got a little bit of a christian tone to it robert ohado really enlightened me to this idea that that's because that information is being channeled through that person and that person has a specific language and belief structure that the information has to pass through. So that's why that information comes out that way. I thought that was interesting, that might be, how you account for people who channel information that comes out more like doom prophecy or has like a darker tone to it for example and then why other people are you know saying oh it's all light and love there's a guy um these are the quotes i have three quotes in a row from him his name is shepherd hoodwin and he apparently wrote a book called journey of your soul a channel explores the michael teachings i have not read this book i just went digging around to see if I could find any cool quotes from people who channel. Uh, And there were a couple of cool things he had to say that I thought were at least thought provoking and worth mentioning. So one of those things was with any spiritual teaching, we are working with rounded off truths because we cannot work directly with the whole truth. It's too big. And that really resonated with me because that's how I see religions. That's how I see we can't grasp God, infinity, the eternal, all-knowing, creative universe, <laughs> all things. We can only really see a piece of that. And I think each religion, you'll notice a lot of truths come up again or what I perceive as religious truths they come up again and again spiritual truths I should say come up again and again in a variety of different religions and the religions can be so different and the people who practice can be so different but at the core a lot of them have the same beliefs and I think that's because they're looking at divinity just through all these different lenses because we can only experience it through one perspective at a time which again Is really great about that whole theory that we're all pieces of the divine, so the divine is able to experience itself from, you know, bajillions of points of references, and we're each one, one of those points. We're all, you know, drops of water in this infinite ocean of divinity. (laughs) Interesting things come out of my mouth when I don't take notes. But I think I'm getting better with the ums, so that is excellent. (laughs) Another quote from Shepherd Hoodwin. Do you think that's his real name, Shepherd Hoodwin? I don't know what the Hoodwin is about, but Shepherd being a guide, uh, um, channeler, makes me think that might be a stage name, Shepherd Hoodwin. Anyway, he says, "Through channeling, we make conscious contact with higher planes." We can also communicate with beings who are physical, but non-humans, such as devas, which are nature spirits, dolphins, and whales, and extraterrestrials. I Maybe that is true. I'm not really sure. I, I know a lot of people believe that. Again, I can only speak to my own experience. And I've gone through a whole trajectory of deciding what it is I'm talking to when I talk to my spirit guides. First, I just called it a guide, plural. (laughs) Then I got the idea um, that I was asking all high guides because of that incantation. So I got an idea, well, maybe that's a collection of guides that I'm talking to. Then I got the idea, maybe I'm talking to Jesus because this sounds so much like what I heard as a kid about Jesus. Then I got the idea, (laughs) maybe I'm just talking to my higher self, which is an idea I still to this day entertain quite often. Maybe I'm just tapping into my higher self or my soul, a piece of me that knows better than my ego. That totally could be. And then as I shared recently, this year at some point, um, I asked my guides to give themselves a name just out of curiosity, and the name that came to me was Pisces, which I thought was strange because we're supposedly leaving the era of Pisces, and I don't have a lot of Pisces in my own astrological chart, and I really associate Pisces with Jesus because of that fish symbol, so blah, 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 blah. I could go on and on and on about that, but I personally know that I'm talking to something. It has a different feeling than my own self I have had an ongoing relationship with it, whatever it is, for many, many, many years. So I totally know it's in the room with me. It's in me, it's not in the room, it's in me. As much as I would know if you walked into the room, and I could be like, oh, hey, there's Heather or whatever. I know the feeling well enough and it has a very specific tone and flavor, but I still don't know what it is. So again, you know, I often say I live for the mystery. In this case, I do. I'd actually like to know, but I don't. And when people claim to know what it is they're contacting, I'm always curious about that. Like, I don't know. I don't wanna get off onto that whole tangent. <laughs> Are they telling the truth? Are they making it up? Um, just because the entity says, my name is Joe, does that mean it's Joe? Or does that mean the entity knows that you were resonate with that name? You know, why did my spirit guide say Pisces? I don't know. I really don't know. And then the third quote by this guy, Shepherd Hoodwin. Why can't I say that? Shepard Hoodwin. He said, there are such things as delusions, but not every unlikely vision that the mentally ill have is imaginary. And I cut and pasted that one, too, because... That is something, again, that I have wondered about many, many times. I live in Los Angeles. I live in a big, big city, and we have a sadly, 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 huge homeless population, and what's really heartbreaking about it is a lot of these people, they just, they are like the rejected mentally ill. There's a lot of schizophrenics who walk our streets, especially downtown, especially around Skid Row and you will come in contact with these people and it is scary because you never know what they're going to do but largely they just are interacting with what looks to be invisible presences (laughs) visible beings they argue with them they yell at them they point at them they spit at them they seem to be listening and responding to something that nobody else is seeing but them and maybe this is because I have a son with autism, so I'm sensitive to people with special needs. Maybe it's because I have experience with channeling. I don't know, but I've always had a lot of empathy for that because I think, what if there really <laughs> is something there? And Because they look, their eyes seem so focused on something. When my son was very, very tiny before he could talk, he would laugh, he would look up in the room and look at something and laugh. And it was like he was interacting with something that was there that I couldn't see. And for some reason, I think this was my grandfather. I don't know why. That's just some weird knowing I have, and it doesn't mean it's true. That's just my experience of it. But when I see those people on the streets, it makes me think of that, like, you know, people walk by and go, oh, they're crazy. Are they, (laughs) or are they just too open? They've opened the channel so far that all these things are coming in at the same time and they can't manage it all. So that's just an interesting paradigm for me to consider. And also it's what makes it challenging for me to share this side of myself with you, to talk about anything, seeing ghosts, channeling, having prophetic dreams, knowing things about people, being clear, audience, hearing information. I, I do have that fear of judgment. Will they think I am crazy? Trying to overcome that fear and <laughs> talking about it more this month with you. So and I'm feeling good about it. The more you reach back at me and send me emails or say, Hey, I really resonated with that, or you share experiences with me back, the better I feel. <laughs> I'm not alone. And next week we are doing another facebook challenge for those of you who have been enjoying that with me or or if you don't even know what i'm talking about on facebook we have been doing these five day challenges that go with the month's theme so next week all five days on facebook there will be a new challenge and if you participate in all five days you will be added to a drawing to win a free coaching call with a real live kick-ass (laughs) switch with me a 60 minute coaching call you can use it for a bizwitch call if you have your own online business or you've always wanted to have your own online business or you can just use it for straight up life coaching that doesn't suck but my point is i have a point that challenge i'm going to make extra challenging and i'm and also i want it to again create that sense of community so for those of us who feel like me like ooh it's so uncomfortable to share this hopefully other people can resonate with us and say yes i've experienced that too so what i'm going to be doing is inviting you to be sharing specific experiences with the occult that you have had so maybe we'll do some ghost stories or some you know share ways that we come in contact with spirit i'm not going to give too much away right now because i I really want each day to be a surprise but anyway um hopefully we can uh, take another step toward taking some of the piss out of the fear that a lot of us feel around this. And there was actually a very synchronistic moment again, right before I did today's show. It happened last night, actually. I I just love Abraham Hicks. If I had to pick one channeled entity... (laughs) that is the rock star channeled entity, it would be Abraham Hicks. It's so comforting to listen to those videos. There's so many of them on YouTube. They're just excerpts of different seminars and cruises and classes that Abraham Hicks has done, and it's just always uplifting and exciting. But Esther, who is the woman, Esther Hicks, who channels Abraham, she was talking about fatigue someone asked her about fatigue and what that is and she said it's always resistance and the person asked her but didn't you say that you used to get tired when you were first channeling abraham like he was kind of calling her out on that and she said yeah i did but that's because i was holding resistance and then she explained (laughs) what the resistance was was fear of being possessed by a demon, and I was standing in my kitchen when she said that, and I literally went, "Huh," oh, because I had never heard her say that. And that's a fear, you know, it's an obvious fear. Um, and then one other quote, or I should say, it's an obvious fear for those of us who have for those of us who have grown up in religions that instilled that fear. There's another quote by someone who I have no idea who this guy is. D Scott Rogo, and he says, I find that most channeled discourses possess the spiritual and philosophical sophistication of a Dick and Jane book. I don't know if you know what Dick and Jane books, but they were these really basic children's books from, I think, the 50s and 60s, like C. Run, Dick, run. What a snobby, crappy thing to say, and what a totally true thing to say. Yes, D. Scott Rogo, whoever you are, that is true. The really great channeled spiritual teachings of our time, they are as simple as a Dick and Jane book. And that's because it doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. Magic is children's stuff. Channeling is as easy as allowing. So is magic. And it's beautiful in its simplicity. That is all. That is all. It's so simple. If you need it to be more complicated, knock yourself out. Make it more complicated than it needs to be. And maybe that's, you know, where you need to take it. Maybe you need to get into, like, a lot of bells and whistles, and that's totally fine. If you enjoyed that, I'm about to get cut off by Blog Talk Radio, so blah, blah, blah. I'll be back here next week talking at you. Tune in this Thursday for my interview with Jeremy Crow. Until we meet again, much love. Peace.